The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road Although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with the Golfie team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition with host Rick Zamprin. Yes, thanks for joining us here on 900 CHML. Rob, good day to you once again. Another uh, busy week in uh, Hamilton, Burlington, Niagara, GTA, uh, across Canada, around the world in real estate. It, it is certainly a busy time in your sector, and we're going to dive into some hot topics this week, including what's happening locally. Uh, things are still happening, although maybe not at the rapid pace as they were uh, just a couple of weeks ago. We'll dive into some numbers that I know our listeners like to hear. We'll talk about bully offers, and is now the time to take a bully offer? We'll also get into the price of lumber. If you've noticed, if you've been out and about, um, I know we're under stay-at-home order, but people are still getting, you know, supplies as they're doing home renos because, well, they're stuck at home. they got to do something. If you've checked out the price of lumber lately, sticker shock extraordinaire. We'll also talk about um, house price forecasting for Canada for this year. Uh, the prediction is, uh, well, continuing to uh, go up in terms of the price. We'll also talk about ghost offers and what you need to know if you're selling your home privately. If we have some time at the end of the show, we will certainly get into that. For the hottest listings in town, and if you want to sell your home for a price that is comfortable for you, for a price that you know the Golfy team is going to get, go online to robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. They're all over social media. Follow the Golfy team on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you're in the market to sell your home, you got to call Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales. The phone number is 905-575-7700. Um, Rob, maybe we'll start with what's happening in the Hamilton-Burlington marketplace. There's a bit of a change happening right now. There is a slight little change happening. So I did a report on the first 14 days of this month. And uh, it, it showed that in, uh, in Hamilton, in uh, the first 14 days of March of uh, this year, 516 homes were sold, and this is Hamilton surrounding areas, and the first two weeks of uh, April, first 14 days, was 458. So it's just down about 11% in uh, amount of uh, transactions, but we're down 2% month, uh, first two weeks of uh, uh, April versus two weeks of, first two weeks of March of this year. So um, in March, uh, the first two weeks, uh, the average sale price in the Hamilton surrounding areas was uh, 793000 and in April, well, which was just this past week, mm -hmm. uh, 779000 So it's a 2% decrease in average sale price from last month to this month. So there is a little bit of a change happening. So, And the same thing happened in Burlington. It's almost identical. Uh, last month uh, in March, the first two weeks, 
In Burlington, the average sale price is $1,142,268. Uh, this month, uh, in April, $1,113,876, down 2% average sale. It's just a slight indicator. Um, we don't know what it is. Um, we know that uh, things are changing. Um, we know that. Um, it's uh, And then the appointment center. Also, I, I, uh, I sent you, uh, Rick, uh, I think from the appointment center from the 4th to the 10th and then March 7th to the 13th. Yep. And you could see appointments are down. Uh, if we're, we're almost looking at the same week as uh, last uh, last month. So appointments are down a little bit, not too much. And uh, so what what uh, we have here, uh, uh, Ontario has been a state of emergency. I don't know if that's the case uh, for uh, close to a month due to COVID-19. Market mm-hmm. activity slowed down tremendously. And uh, the broker, uh, uh, we're, we're keeping up with uh, up to date with this online blog series. So what it is is, we're checking to see if the lockdown is making a factor because of this. And I think it could be, um, uh, you know, there, there is a, a, a spike in the pandemic, people getting COVID. Now I'm starting to uh, hear of people that I know that have it. So that, that's, and that before it wasn't, but, but it's funny how it's coming closer and closer. So this is the third wave I guess we're doing. Hmm. The other thing about this market is uh, agents aren't reading uh, their listing. So, um, w- like we have a, a listing, uh, a couple of listings out there. We're not holding offers. So we get a, co- we get an email from an agent and, uh, and it's just a regular listing. We put it up for 669, nine and he sends us an email. So what, uh, when are you holding offers till I'm going, we're not like, like if you read the listing, so see how we conditioned all the agents, right? All the agents aren't reading the listings. They're, they're assuming that every listing that goes up on the market, you're holding offers. <laughs> and, and it's not the case. We're not holding offers as much on listings right now. We, we, we did a, a slight change in, in the last two weeks because we know the market's changing. We know there's buyer fatigue out there. We know people are frustrated. Um, and uh, and it's, uh, it, it's, it's, you know, it's tough. It's tough out there. So the sellers right now, the ones that were thinking and thinking and thinking they want to sell and they want to see their tulips grow and their tulips look, make their house look better. Well, those tulips will cost them. Well, right now we can show you it's a 2%. So 2% on a million dollars cost them $20,000 uh, by not putting their house up earlier than they did now. So, uh, but anyway, um, I still don't think, uh, I, I just think it's just a little bit of an adjustment. Uh, it's just a slight change. Uh, but I do feel the market is cooling off. Our inventory is moving up. And, uh, and, and, and changes are, are, are happening and, uh, it, uh, it, it is, uh, it is, uh, it is, uh, it's going to be a little bit of a change for the uh, sellers out there that, uh, they want to get the same price as their neighbors did. One thing that uh, sticks out to me in the, um, in, in the price change, I'm just looking at Hamilton and the surrounding area to, to start with. We know that, uh, as you mentioned, a, a 2% price difference from the first two weeks of March compared to the first two weeks of April. Um, when you look at the top five price ranges in Hamilton, uh, the current week, the top price range is six fifty to seven hundred thousand uh, dollars. The previous week was between one and two million dollars. So that might be a bit of a reason why the the, the price difference has you know come down just a smidge. Uh, but yes, at the same time, yeah, it, could this be could this be maybe the cusp of not necessarily a price correction, but just a price uh, a recalibration, so to speak? 
Yeah, it, 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 exactly. It's, it's, it, I don't think it's anything to worry about. I think even if, even if we're at the, a, a balanced market, the market's still strong. We're still up. I mean, overall, I think in the area, uh, year over year from, uh, I guess February of last year to versus February this year, we're 25% up. Like that's a lot. That's, that's unheard of. And, uh, so we're still up. And even if there's a fluctuation of one or 2%, it's not big enough to, to be cautious or anything like that. But I do feel the market is going to start leveling off. Like it just, you know, Rick, you just can't keep going up and up and up. It just, there's got to be a ceiling someplace. And I think we, that ceiling we hit in March and now we're just kind of going to coast and, and you're going to see inventory climbing and see houses days on market are going to be a, a little longer. Um, I, and, uh, you know, so it's just, you know, it, it, now we're going back to a normal real estate market where buyers and sellers have time to breathe. You're going to start seeing people having, doing their home inspections, all that kind of stuff. And, um, uh, in, 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 and now it's a risk of also, um, regarding, uh, like we're talking about bully offers, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's also a big risk. So do you take it or do you wait? And sometimes the day you wait, you get nothing. So this is like, I don't know, like, is it like playing the prices right or whatever? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you, you got this now. Do you want to wait for door number two? If you slide door number two, you, you may end up getting less or something bigger. You just don't know. And that's, that's the hard, uh, the hard gamble that you take in this market right now. Uh, uh, we're going to dive into the bully offer situation in a couple of minutes, but I do want to ask uh, one further question about the appointment center and the number of appointments that we saw in March. They were absolutely through the roof. And in April, there's still a bit of a dip, but still much higher than any previous Aprils. Um, do you expect that uh, rush of appointments to continue? Is there also an expectation that they're going to come down a little bit too? I think the appointments will come down from uh, this year, but they're always going to be greater than previous years. I think it's, it's just going to slightly cool down a bit because a lot of people have bought. There's a lot of buyers that just are sitting on the sidelines now, just waiting to see what the market's going to do. And, uh, but I, I still think the uh, appointments will um, still be stronger than the years in the past. We'll still hit record numbers on appointments, but but earlier this year, from January, February, and March, it's good. Um, I think it'll be hard to, to beat those numbers uh, when it comes to appointments. And but mind you, we're still strong. They're still good. There's still record number uh, numbers for appointments from previous years in the same time frame. Yeah, I mean they're not even close when comparing 2021 to 2020 or even 2019 and 2018. I mean the numbers are absolutely astronomical. Case in point, uh, appointments up 814 percent. That's that's not a typo. 814 percent year over year, and 136 percent from 2019. Uh, and that means that not only did the market bounce back from the first lockdown, but we far exceeded even a typical March. So this spring has been just absolutely nuts. It has been. And, and when I look on my board in front of my office, um, I, I look at uh, like March's numbers of 2019 and uh, April's numbers of 2019 when I, for my personal reference, because last year when we had the shutdown in the middle of uh, March, April was also a big shutdown. Like April was, was a tough month. So it's kind of hard to gauge uh, like April over April or March over March. I go based on two years ago because we had, we had good record numbers two years ago. And I, I try to follow that gauge, especially in the spring, in the first six months of this market, like this year. 
I don't go by the first six months of last year. I go the first six months of 2019 so that I know uh, I'm progressing or not. But uh, yeah, absolutely. I don't uh, follow follow this first six months of last year. We've got a minute left in this uh, opening segment. Are you still seeing some buyer fatigue out there? Yes. Uh, buyer fatigue is still out there. Uh, they're more cautious now. Uh, they've been beat up quite a bit. And so they're very experienced uh, buyers. And but frustrated buyers, and uh, but it, 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 it that, that'll that'll slowly go away because things they'll they'll have time coming up soon uh, to buy houses. But the market still will be strong, though. If you have a question for the to- uh, golfy team or a topic idea for a future program, you can email questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that's questions at robgolfie.com. When we come back, should you take a bully offer today? We'll also get into the cost of lumber. It is making the cost of building a home or even renovating your home extremely pricey. That and a whole lot more is still to come here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Gulfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. On the line once again is Rob Gulfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Gulfy team. You can call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales at 905-575-7700. That number again is 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Don't forget, Gulfy gets it sold and they do so in a safe manner during the COVID-19 pandemic. Follow the Golfie team on social media, be it Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. And if you have a question for the Golfie team, or you would like us to tackle a topic on a future program, send them an email, questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that's questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, we'll talk about ghost offers, the cost of making, or the cost of uh, lumber making, the cost of building a home or renovating one, extremely pricey. But let's talk about bully offers. We referenced it in our opening segment a little bit. Uh, Before we get into whether or not people should take a bully offer, maybe refresh our memories on what a bully offer is. How does it work? So a a bully offer is when you have a house that you put up for sale and you indicate that you are going to take offers five days from the day it hits the market. So it gives five days for agents to uh, show the house to their clients and they get to, uh, you know, look at it, gives time, gives them time to do the comparables. And then on the, on the fifth day, when the house, uh, the agent has it set for, uh, to get receive offers, uh, they, they either will uh, send an offer. So, and then we always inform the agent, you know, we have two offers, three, four, and up to, you know, whatever, as many offers as you have. So that's what uh, normally is, is doing it. And sometimes in the listing, it says on there, no preemptive offers. So that actually protects, not only, it also protects the seller, but also protects other agents that are viewing it. It says that we, we know that we, we're not going to get jumped all of a sudden and somebody's going to submit an offer prior to the offer date, which would be a bully offer because it says we, you can't do that on the listing. 
but so, sometimes people still do. And then if they do, you have to inform all the agents. It becomes a lot. It becomes, you got to make sure you have your paperwork in order. Cause if one person's missed and he didn't get a chance to submit an offer and he wasn't informed that there was a, a bully or a preemptive offer, then there could be a lot of trouble for the agent there. That's uh, that has the house listed. So, um, a lot of times they'll do that. So now bully offers, usually sometimes people come in and a, a lot of different factors. When the market was super, super hot, somebody will come in sometimes 150, 200,000 because they want to make sure they get it. And, it's, and it, it becomes very enticing. And now the homeowner has to make a decision. Do you want to go for this or do you want to, uh, you know, wait and, and see what's going to happen on the offer date? So sometimes the offer date could be lower. And the guy that a lot of times that does submit the preemptive or the bully offer he may not come back on that day. He says, here's my, here's my best offer. And, and they come in usually pretty good and pretty strong. And it, and it, and it, and it, it, play, it plays games. It plays games on your head because now you're going, okay, wait a minute. We got 150. If we wait to the offer date, are we going to get more or, or whatever? So you don't know. So the, the last listing I put up for sale, I put in, we were holding offers for five days, but I didn't put down no preemptive offers. So I, I am getting calls from people, a, a agents telling me, you know, hey, are you looking at bully offers? I said, sure, bring it in. We'll look at it. I'm not saying we're going to take it, but, uh, but bring it in. So uh, I may get one coming uh, this week. So, I, so I'm giving the opportunity for somebody to bring a bully offer. And because on the day of, of, uh, of offer presentation, we may not get that many people because I know the market's changing. This market is changing so fast, so you have to adapt and change your – uh, strategic ways of doing business so that you can represent your sellers the right way so that they don't lose. They, you want them to win, even though the market's cooled a little bit. So regarding preemptive offers, I, I got a couple of questions about this, basically the bully offer. When it, when it says on a listing, no preemptive offers, can someone still make a bully offer? Is it legal to do so? And is it legal to accept it? it, it, it it's, you're not supposed to, but you still can you still can do it. Okay. You still can do it. It's just basically saying, guys, come on, stay away. Don't, don't bother me. But there's always <laughs> that aggressive agent that'll come in and say, Hey, listen, here's, he's throwing down some big numbers and, right. and you have to make a decision. But a lot of times they'll call you. We look at a preemptive offer and some agents say, no, um, like the the last listing I listed, I, I, I'm allowing people to put bully offers in just see how it, see how it comes and see, and we still may say no to it and say, no, we're going to wait till that day. So I'm, I'm giving me, I, I left the door open for either way, uh, without putting no preemptive offers on there. With the current market now in a, a bit of a metamorphosis here, it's changing a little bit. Are bully offers more or less common? Um, bully offers, uh, were more common, um, last year, but then after, because there were so many offers and, and, and so many things happened, everybody started putting no preemptive offers, uh, because people were getting, they were getting nervous and scared and, and, and upset because they didn't know whether to take a preemptive offer or wait to the offer date. And some people got upset because now the offer date came, there weren't, uh, the offers weren't as high and sometimes they were even greater. So, I mean, the more people competing with each other, uh, the, the higher the number. And what's happening is a lot of people get caught up into putting offers when they're in competition. They seem to forget that, hey, listen, there's, there's value on this property. And sometimes they go overboard on their price. So a preemptive offer sometimes gives them time to think, gives them time to say, hey, listen, we're going to give you this much money. We know it's worth this much. We're going to give you this much more. 
and uh, and then let's see if you want to take it. Now, now today, uh, as we speak, as the middle of April, I I strategically changed the way I, I'm doing things. I've got a couple listings that we didn't put uh, hold offers, a high end listing and one mediocre list, uh, like medium uh, price range in the 600 range and also in the 500 range. And and houses are 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 I listed it at the val- at market value. I didn't list it under market value, and we're getting showings. And those houses are staying on the market for ten days, twenty days on the market. So it's giving people a chance to get in. But now people are scared when a regular listing is being listed without holding offers. They're like, <laughs> "Whoa, wait a minute, what's going on here? I'm used to you know having to compete against you know twenty other people, and that's not happening now." So it it, it just like like you, you almost have to train these train the agents out there and make sure they read the listing and they're not reading the listing. And uh, because there's a lot of good opportunities starting to come out there for a lot of buyers and, 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 but when the buyers are looking, it doesn't, it may not say on the listing for the, uh, for the public to see that they're holding offers. It's only on the realtor remarks. But now if he's not relaying that to his client, well, the client doesn't know. So, so there's, um, so th- there are good good opportunities right now, and you're going to start seeing more and more. Our inventory has increased also, uh, so that's telling us that uh, the market's slightly slightly changing a bit. So let's uh, paint this scenario for our listeners. There's a home uh, on uh, up for sale on the mountain. It's listed at seven fifty. Uh, you know, you're holding offers. A bully offer comes in for nine hundred thousand. Uh, does that price now go to the other realtors or the other agents to say, hey, you, now you got to beat this offer, or are you now strictly dealing with that bully offer coming in? No. So what happens is if that $900,000 offer comes in, now I go to the other agents and say, hey, we got a bully offer. Are you? Uh, we're dealing with it, uh, let's say, tonight at 9 o'clock. Let, let's say it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Are you interested and bringing an offer in on this property because you got to do it, but you got to do it by tonight. Right. Like we're not okay. waiting for the next two days. So they have to come now. Now basically, we've made them scramble and try to. And if they are coming in with an offer, they got to come in a lot sooner than than later. And uh, so then that nine hundred thousand dollar offer, and and the reason is because it's such a good offer. My advice to the client says, you know what? Let's say it's a four level back split. There's no way I would pay uh, like nine hundred thousand for a four level back split. We got to make sure we get a big deposit on this mm-hmm. because if they can't uh, if their bank say no, it doesn't matter. We've got a large deposit on this house. He's not going to walk away from it. He'll have to either borrow more money or figure a way to close this deal because otherwise he's going to lose, let's say, a hundred thousand dollar deposit. Um, so, but that's how you push the other agents that uh, to bring in an offer because everybody goes by their schedule, right? You're saying, right. hey, by this day, you know. So he puts it he puts it in his schedule that we're dealing with offers at that time. But when you're t- telling an agent to scramble and you got l- less than six hours to put an offer together. Sometimes it gets pretty uh, hairy out there. When, yeah. when, so, when so it really it really accelerates the process. It accelerates the process, and but it also eliminates other agents uh, to view the property because maybe maybe this offer came in on a Friday and you got bookings uh, on Saturday and Sunday that uh, now these guys can't get through, so they mm-hmm. may not have the opportunity to even look at the house or even submit a pro- uh, an offer, and they probably would have submitted an offer if they did see the house. So there's, the, you know, what I mean, like that's why. Like, you know, a lot of times if you list a house on a Wednesday or Thursday and uh, you want to make sure that it gets the maximum exposure because we know a lot of uh, showings happen on the weekends. We get a lot of the Toronto people. They're coming in on the weekends to view the properties. They're not coming in during the week because, you know, it's just either they're working or, they're, or whatever they're doing. So we, I want to give them the opportunity on a Saturday and Sunday to view the property. And then I deal with the offers on a Monday. So everybody has seen it. 
people, you know, are happy. And if, if you're not interested, great. If you are interested, fantastic. But, uh, but taking a bully offer on a Friday when you list on a Wednesday or Thursday is you gotta be, it better be a good offer. It better be a strong bully offer because, uh, something outrageous that you'd never expect. And, uh, you know, and then that's, that's when you push the play. So at the end of the day, should you take a bully offer today? Back to our original question. Um, I would, depending on the price on that one there for 900 on a 750, And it's like, yes, I would, I would, I would advise my clients, but I would make them make the decision, uh, which decision to make. I'd say, this is a great offer. I know the agent. Um, if he's a reputable agent, we've got the deposit. Usually if you, and somebody's submitting a bully offer, the best thing for them to do is submit a deposit with it. Now, you know, you got cash in hand. You can't walk away from the deal. Uh, you can't walk away from deal regardless, but, but you got cash in hand and, um, then, and, and it's sold and, it, and, and it's the stress is all over with. And, um, but, or you could, you know, it's just, I always give the opportunity. I always let the seller make the decision. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, and then sometimes you get somebody upset, you'll get a, a, a an agent that's upset because they didn't get a chance and you know what they do and they, and they shouldn't do this. And sometimes they do this out of spite, uh, you know, either the, uh, the buyer or somebody will go to the homeowner and, Hey, we would have paid you way more money than that, which is not, 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 not the truth. They do that out of spite because they didn't get a chance or they right. lost out on, on, on the offer or they didn't get a chance to do anything. So sometimes they do that. And, it, and it's sad that they do that because now they cause confusion for the seller and, it, and, and they should never, ever do that. Yeah. And that leaves a bad taste in the mouth of the seller because, you know, they're, they're celebrating, they're happy that they got, you know, a price that's well over asking. And yeah, to do that, it's pretty heinous, pretty vicious. It, it is. It is. It, it, uh, in this market, it, it, a lot of ugly things have come out. And, and usually, it, like, you have no idea, like, uh, it, how vicious it is out there. Uh, agents get upset. They call. They, you know, they, they, get, they scream at you because they lost out by $2,000. They said, <laughs> why didn't you give me a second chance? Well, we gave you a chance. And, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you know, what do you do? Like, it just, it, it just you lose, you lose. That's all there's to it. And, uh but it's it, it's starting to it's starting to balance out soon, and uh, I I understand I understand like I mean we've got clients that lost out you know they've been twenty offers on homes and twenty different homes and and they lose out and they they they're sick and tired of this market they're so sick and tired so but uh, and I mean we're living through two different things in this uh, market the pandemic and the uh, the real estate prices just <laughs> going up like crazy. In saying that, you know, I can clearly get the sense that there are a lot of people who are, they have that buyer fatigue, they are tired of losing out, you know, time after time after time. Are they now looking elsewhere? Are they, are they looking to the Niagara's? Are they looking to the Brantford's of the world? Are they looking elsewhere? Absolutely. And it's funny how the wave goes. Like, so I'll talk to my, you know, uh, real estate friends in, in the GTA, Mississauga, and, and down. And, and they're about two weeks ahead of us. Uh, when it comes to uh, li- uh, like what's happening in the marketplace, and Niagara is probably a month away from the GTA, so you still you, you know what I mean. Like, I, it, and the great thing about working a lot of different markets from the Burlington through the Niagara and Brantford area is is that we can dictate not dictate, but we can actually we know what the trend is happening. Like, like I, I like in Hamilton right now. I, I'll, I'll hold offers depending on the price point. In Niagara Falls, I'll definitely hold offers. And if, if, if the client trusts me in, in, in pushing it, 
I got one in Niagara Falls right now listed at 500. Uh, it was on the market for one day. And we already got uh, a question. Are you uh, taking bully offers? I said, send it through. We'll look at it. And if we like it, then we'll inform all the other agents. But but our, we're holding offers till Monday. But the thing is, it just depends where you are in the, the city center or the town or wherever you are. And it depends, you know, like the, the trend that's happening. So uh, like two, three weeks ago, I knew things were changing in, in Toronto because I was talking to agents out there. Well, be here, it's, it's happening now. In Niagara, it's going to happen in a couple weeks. So Niagara right now is hot. So if you're a seller in Niagara and you're listening to this, I would get rolling because there's not much time left if you really want to uh, take advantage of what's been happening in the, in the first, three, uh, first quarter of this year. And you're going to want to get rolling with the golfy team. RobGolfie.com is the website. The phone number, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Follow the golfy team on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as well. we got about a minute before our next segment uh, comes and goes. Uh, Royal LePage, forecasting the aggregate price of a home in Canada, will increase 13.5% to $805,000 by the fourth quarter of this year, compared to the same time last year. A return to pre pandemic levels of immigration, the vaccine rollout's impact on economic stability and confidence in the labor market, and continued low interest rates support home price growth. And it goes on to say that this uh, current state of, of real estate boom is going to exceed or uh, extend well into 2022. Um, that's certainly good news for you know guys like you and, the, and, and, and home sellers, for sure. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, I, I, it, it's just the inventory. That's all. It's all about low inventory out there, and and there's not that. And, and the funny thing is, there's not that many immigrants coming in, so mm-hmm. it's just there's a lack lack of inventory. Yeah, wait till the doors uh, flood open and uh, the immigration numbers uh, go up. When we come back, we're going to talk about the cost of lumber and how it's impacting home building and home renovating. That and uh, ghost offers as well. We'll talk about that when the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition continues on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. You are listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin. On the line once again, live from One Markland, is Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Call them today, 905 575 7700. That's Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales. The phone number again, 905 575 7700. Online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G O L F I.com. And follow the Golfy team. 
team on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you have a question for the Golfie team or a topic idea for a future program, send them an email, questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that's questions at robgolfie.com. In a few minutes, we'll talk about a scary new trend being dubbed a ghost offer. Sounds kind of spooky. Maybe we should have saved that topic for the Halloween edition. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe it'll make yeah. a return in, uh, in October. But the cost of lumber... Uh, for those of you who've been to your local hardware store or lumber yard or whatever the case is, um, sticker shock is probably an understatement because the cost of you know a, a two by four has doubled in the last two three years, and obviously the pandemic is a major part of that, and that's really impacting home building and renovating homes. Yes, so builders now have a a, a, a clause in their contracts indicating that if 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 price of uh, cost of uh, materials goes up it's it, it gets uh, put on to the uh, to the buyer wow so so really when you go buy a house now because like because the builders have no idea where, where lumber and brick and everything else what what what, what it's going to be because in six months it could change so and they they sign a contract with you and, and nine months later they start digging and they build well that cost of that home for that builder can be thirty thousand dollars more mm-hmm. So, so not like it's a scary, it's a scary time unless, unless you've got a, a definite price on your, on your, uh, on your home that you're buying and, and you're saying, Hey, okay, I'm buying this house for 900,000. There's not going to be any increases, anything like that. And okay. But if you're, if you don't know if there's going to be an inflation price on, on material, like that $900,000 house could be $980,000. Well, you're, you've been pre-approved and approved to buy a house for nine hundred thousand. That can hurt you. So you got to be careful when you look at that contract when you're buying a new home that you you fill that out. Now the cost, like they're saying here, just in lumber, just in lumber on a townhouse, ten thousand dollars more. That's just the lumber. Forget about the tile, <laughs> the bathrooms, the kitchens, all that kind of stuff. That's just the lumber on a townhouse. So, so can you imagine if you're going to build a custom home and you're thinking, Hey, I want to build my, my custom home. Do you know, do you know what happens to people when they build now and they have a budget? They don't even have enough money to give the, the, the finishes that they want. And that's what makes the house. It's the finishes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not the rough. It's not, it's not the two by fours, but going up the joist, the brick on the outside. Yes, it is the, the, the exterior look, but when it comes to the inside on the flooring, the trim, the bathrooms, the kitchen, uh, the the crown molding, all those things, they are. It's going to cost you more. So you got to whatever you think it's going to cost you, you better add another ten, twenty, maybe even forty percent because it's going to. Because by the time you guys are hitting that stage, you're gonna you're gonna find we can't afford this, and you're gonna be stopped, and the banks aren't gonna give you any more money because you ran out of money, and they're gonna say sorry. You're you know, so you got to be very very careful, and you better know your numbers if you're building a custom home. Uh, or have a big budget and just be prepared for it. So whatever you're guaranteed from your bank to get, try to get 20% more on top of that. Leave that leave that cushion there for yourself because you're going to need it. It's a great point because uh, whether it's a custom home or, or a home that has been built years ago, you know, a home needs to have good bones, but it's not necessarily the good bones that is going to dictate how much that that home is going to be worth. You know, it's, it's, yeah, those finer finishes, you know, what the kitchen looks like, you know, all that kind of stuff. But um, even, even with, you know, many more people working from home, you know, maybe building a home office, uh, they've been impacted by, uh, you know, the, the price of lumber as well. But for those who are thinking about, 
um, putting their home on the market and they want to do some renovations, it may not be worth them doing that because the price of lumber may not uh, translate into a good return on investment at the end of the day. Oh, that's right. Because um, it, it may cost them too much to build an addition or, or whatever. It just, it, it totally depends. They better, they better know, they better do their homework and not just start and start, okay, well, let's put an addition on and, and then all of a sudden you start working on it. And uh, now you're finding out, whoa, I didn't know building my house was going to cost me $30,000 $30, more in lumber. And I, and I know I've seen it and I've heard it from people that are building. They had no clue. I, I'll give you a true story here. A husband didn't tell his wife that the lumber to build their house was $30,000 more than what uh, they thought it would be. He goes, it, like, so... So he was just going to wait till the bill came in. His wife's going to take care of it. So he didn't want to face he didn't want to face the wrath from his wife. Oh no! Prior, prior, like at that moment, he says, "Well, I'll just wait till it happens, and then he'll act like he's surprised too." So, <laughs> but but he he knew he knew the cost of lumber was going to be more, wow. and he didn't tell his wife, and his wife is just going to freak out, and 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 she did, she did, she she had no clue. So building is. You know, you've got to be very, very careful and get your pricing in order. As the saying goes, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. And uh, one other thing on the lumber, uh, officials in the industry really have no idea when it's going to be back to normal. So that's, uh, you know, a scary part. Uh, talk about scary. We're going to talk about uh, ghost offers. What are they? Uh, you'll find out when we come back here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. One more go around here on the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin, along with Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfy team. You can call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales, 905 575 7700. That's 905 575 7700. Follow the Golfy team on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and they're online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob G O L F I. Dot com. Have a topic idea or a question for the Golfie team? Send them an email, questions at robgolfie.com. There's a scary new trend being dubbed a ghost offer. Earlier in the show, we talked about bully offer. What's a ghost offer? Ghost offers are when uh, a, a buyer is putting three, four offers on three, three or four different houses. So they shouldn't be doing that at the same time. They shouldn't be doing that. What, what they're doing, and the realtor should not uh, advise them or should be doing this for them. They should put one offer at a time. Let, let's say, let's say and there's five houses that they, they looked at. And out of the five, there's three of them that the buyer loves. And he doesn't want to wait till see if he gets this one and go to the next one. Sometimes all the offer dates are on the same day. All the offer dates are on the same day. So what happens is, is he puts three offers on three different houses. That's, and what happened? And, and, and he's hoping that, well, whatever, which one I get, that's the one I buy. Mm -hmm. But what happens if he gets an accepted offer on two or all three houses? Now you got a problem. Now 
this guy that put, or, you know, uh, or girl, whatever, puts an offer on this house, on, on three houses and gets all three, he's, he's bound to a contract. Now, yes, he may not, he may not have a deposit for the other two. He's going to pick the one that he won, but he's got, you're still obligated by that. And you know what? And it becomes a messy situation. And, uh, you know, like he signed under contract. So there's lawsuits going on. He, he affected the price on that with somebody else that could have got it. And there's a lot of issues. So, so agents should not be doing this, but sometimes they are, and you don't want to deal with somebody like that because they're going to get you in a lot of trouble and you got to be very, very careful. Just work one offer at a time. You make the irrevocable on your contract to this time. If you don't get it, then you go on to the next one. You don't put three offers in on the same day, same night and, and pray and wait because you may get lucky or unlucky and end up buying three houses. So <laughs> you cannot run away without giving a deposit because you still can get sued because you signed under seal with that contract. Wow. Talk about upsetting the apple cart because now you have three home sellers who are thinking, well, I got a deal and, and two of them don't. And maybe three of them yeah. don't. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you heard the dynamics of, of the seller and the, you know, like they could have taken the other offer, which was just as good. And uh, they took yours because they trusted you in bringing an offer in. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sad. That's like I said, this market brings in all the ugly and you got to know how to weed it out and, 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 and find out about it because we question the agent. We, like we don't just take any offer. We don't take a piece of paper and we never met, we never met the agent before and never met the buyer and say, and say, hey, oh, yeah, yours looks great. Like, we want to know, do you have a deposit in your hand for this? Do you, like, wh- where's your client from? What, you know, because we do research on this. Like, what, like, I'll check for my clients to say if they, see if they own a house. Um, I'll go and I'll scan on, my, on the system because we have access to information that we can check, you know, who owns properties or not. So I'll check because my job is to find as much information and, and do my due diligence for my seller to make sure that the offer that we pick is the right one for them and that's going to close. So, you know, you, and if you've got a realtor that's going to be, you know, not doing his job the right way and not following the code of ethics, then we got problems out there. So that realtor can be in a lot of trouble too because if he's putting three offers on three different properties, believe me, it'll come out. It'll come out of the woodwork and he'll, he'll, he could lose his license for that. That's a big no-no. Uh, what you need to know if you're selling your home privately, we've got a couple of minutes uh, left in the show and uh, if uh, you're like me and, uh, uh, and receiving... Um, almost on a weekly basis, flyers and pamphlets in the mail about selling your house privately, including one that says, I'm an experienced investor interested in buying properties in your area. We are an honest team that has a good and then crossed out great offer for sellers. We are not realtors, so you won't pay any commissions or fees. What should people know about partnering with these types of individuals or teams or companies? The reason why they got these out, because they're getting way better deals than if it was on the MLS. People, be careful. These things here, the reason why they're putting them out, because they, they're taking possession of your house, let's say, on the first of the month, and they're, and, they're, and they're putting it up for sale with a realtor on the fifth of the month, and they're getting $100,000, $200,000 more. So be very careful. When you're getting something like this in your mailbox saying, hey, you know, we want to buy your house, we're investors and everything, be very careful because they're not going to give you what the, the market will give you. Put your house on the open market. Let the world know that your house is for sale 
and then and let the people come through and look at it and let them bid for it, uh, and you'll get the highest price for your house. If anything, get a free home evaluation by calling the Golfie team at 905-575-7700 and find out what your home is really worth. Online, robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I dot com. And follow the Golfie team on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And hey, you can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for the Golfie Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. Rob, thanks again for a fantastic program, and thank you for listening to the Golfie Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.